Blog Talk Radio. You know I can be found. Sit home all alone. If you can't come around, at least please tell the phone. Don't be cruel. Baby, if I made a man Something I might have said Please don't forget my past The future looks bright ahead Don't be cruel To who heart is true I don't want no other love Baby, it's just you I'm digging up Stop hanging up me Don't make me feel this way Come on over here and love me You know what I want you to say Don't be cruel To who heart is true Why should we be apart I really love you baby Cross my heart Let's walk up to the preacher and let us say I do Then you'll know you'll have me And I know that I'll have you Don't be cruel To who heart is true I don't want no other love Oh baby, it's just you I'm digging up I Don't be cruel To who heart is true Don't be cruel it's true. I don't want no other love, baby. It's just you Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday night. This is the fourth night of our shows. We've been on the air every night this week and we'll have two more shows before the week's end we'll have another show tomorrow night with the end i thought ladies and on saturday night author taylor don will be with us our guest tonight is running a little bit behind i knew he was going to be because he also is doing his own own show tonight but he should be with me shortly so we're going to just chat a little bit but but first i want to welcome each and every one of you to the show tonight um this is your show, ladies and gentlemen. It is not my show. I say this every time because y'all are the ones that, that keep listening and sharing it and sending it out across the airwaves. We're heard in over 200 countries, and we're working on 250,000 listeners within those 200 countries. We're heard on, on SoundCloud and on MixCloud, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on FM.com, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and off the chain we're heard on podcast.com podcast garden youtube we're heard on reverb nation you name it we're heard on it and it it is just gone through the roof we are working towards our third year and i am just so so humbled and appreciative of each and every one of you there's two ways you can get on this show one You can come on the show as a guest, or you can become a sponsor for the show. I I do not want to get rich with my sponsorships. That's not the intent. The intent is to get you exposure. And the reason for that is because in this world of technology, 
we are the brand, not what we sell. And if I can get you out there for minimal dollars to you, because as independent business people, as small business people, and as entrepreneurs, most of us barely can pay the bills, much less spend an exorbitant amount for radio ads. So contact me at off the chain radio at yahoo.com and I will um, tell you how to get on the show. My guest has just joined me, but before I introduce him, I do want to run some sponsors by you. Howard Levine, he wrote a book, The Last Gasp, and it goes like this. Frank Tadishi's niece is dead, one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack, which has been laid at the feet of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who question the government's explanation. He's a Vietnam veteran who wants nothing more than to live life without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his grieving brother Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and credibility? Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together, given that they are putting their lives in danger? And last gasp, a novel that resonates with today's political politics, the answers to these questions unfold in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. It's Last Gasp by Howard Levine. Diane Moe, she's been a sponsor on this show for quite a while. She has a series called the Sam Holden series, and Sam Holden is our favorite vigilante. The third book in this series is called Dog Bones, and it's Sam's, Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other. Will her double life be exposed? Will she be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Moats everywhere. Ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, be sure to check out Dog Gone by Diane Moats. Traveler Pelton has also been on this guest, and she's got a special offer going on on her website just for you folks getting ready for the holiday gift giving. She is offering postpaid sets of her trilogies for $25 a set, and she will autograph them any way you like. She takes PayPal and will ship the sets out the next working day. Go to her website, travelerpelton.com, for all of the details. In the meantime, her latest books are available as ebooks or paperbacks from Amazon and Books a Million. This month's new book is called To Protect One's Own, Book 7. It's in the Oberlin, as the Oberlin generations continue the story of the overachieving Oberlins. With all the action, political intrigue, and hard science fiction her fans have come to expect. Noel Kai and their families attempt to get ready to appear before the Joint Congressional Committee to testify and to sort out the damage caused by the Brotherhood. Violet's old nemesis, Obsidian, shows up, and suddenly, just driving to Washington requires a military escort. While back at home at the retreat center, Bravo Company has lost their minds and has tried to kidnap the Oberlin children. How do you protect your family when the world has gone mad? Don't forget, Traveler Pelton on Amazon. Do you love thrilling whodunits, cozy mysteries, or sizzling suspense with dangerous twists and turns? Well, each one has secrets, and one of those secrets could get them all killed. Often, death is just the beginning, but what if the damage was already done? 
The answers revealed in death and damages, keeping you on the edge of your seat with hair-raising homicides as you discover mysterious secrets, deadly assassins, and cold-blooded killers in this thrilling box set of 24 breathtaking tales of death and damages. Pre-order your box set now at deathanddamages.com, and apparently it's still just 99 cents, so go check that out. Now on to our show. The guest tonight has been on this show many, many times, both as a co-host and a guest. I have been on his Hanging with Webb show and hope to do it again real soon. He and his lovely party of ladies paid me the most humble compliment that I've ever been paid. They live in Melbourne, Florida. And they drove to Port St. Lucie, Florida, the day of my husband's service. And this is the first opportunity I've had to verbally tell them how much that meant to me. And they also brought Cross Clay Clay Michael, who is their son, and he is absolutely a beautiful, beautiful child. So with that being said, I want to welcome Garrett Pominster. He, as I said, has Hanging with Web Show. He's also an author. And he just got off of a show. Welcome, Garrett. You popped in quicker than I thought you were going to. Yeah, well, we just got off the uh, Hanging With Web Show's Indie Music Spotlight, and we had a great night. We were all energetic and couldn't get you over here and get off the chain. (laughs) I'm telling you. So what have y'all been? Y'all are busier than I've ever seen you before. Have you just lost your minds or just found more hours in the day that I don't have? I don't know. I really – there are days I think I have lost my mind, Yvonne. We uh, we are staying just about as busy as anyone can. Uh, we are putting out a show every single day for the Hanging With Web Show interview series. Uh, we are producing the Hanging With Web Show radio hour uh, every Wednesday night. Every Thursday night we're doing the Hanging With Web Show's indie music spotlight, which is all thanks to you, by the way. Um, you know, we did uh, our music spotlight. We were just getting started, and you sent over – a delightful gentleman named Michael Stover, uh, who has yes. been supplying us with more music than I know what to do with. It is amazing. And we just got off oh. the phone tonight with uh, Aaron Hart out in Denver, Colorado, talking about his band Love Stallion and uh, and playing some amazing independent music. So we're doing all that, and we're producing two other shows. We produce a show for a good friend called The Legend of the Traveling Tardis, which is a Doctor Who after show. And we produce another after show uh, called The Justice Watchtower, which is an after show for the uh, C- the CW's uh, DC uh, television universe. So wow. we are as busy, and, and I'm still trying to write my next book, which is uh, uh, slow going but still going. So we're we're we are staying as busy as a person can be. I am tickled to death that you and Michael hooked up because he has some absolutely amazing indie artists. He does. He really does. Tonight we had on the show, we had Aaron Hart uh, a couple weeks ago. We started out uh, doing interviews during the music hour, and it's really not an interview. We literally, we just sort of have them hang out on the show with us while we listen to some indie music, theirs included, and uh, and they just hang out with us for the whole hour. We've had Corey M. Coons uh, from Canada. We've had Tia McGrath, from, uh, who's also from Canada, but she's just out of Nashville. And uh, and we've had Heather Whitney, 
Um, you know, in about the last four weeks, we've had some great artists, and, and all of them have come to us uh, from Michael so far. And it's just been an amazing relationship. You know, uh, you know, part of what we do, so much of what we do, is building new friendships and new relationships. And um, so it, it's, he's been a terrific friend of the show and a terrific friend to all of the indie community. So it's been fantastic. And and he doesn't mind promoting either. Do you do know that some of the people that he promotes have won top awards in the indie music industry and their records have hit respectively the top 10 on the indie music charts, both in contemporary and country. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, he's got some amazing award winning musicians, many of which who are winning. This is the, this is the award season in the music industry right now. And uh, we've just got notice after notice. Uh, Some great uh, MTS management clients are, are, winning awards all over the country right now uh, for their music. So it, it's a great time to be an indie artist. It's a great time to, to have the exposure, um, you know, and, and we're just, we, you know, we are so blessed and so privileged to be able to be a small part of some of these amazing artistic journeys. It is, it, it is truly humbling uh, to be just, just a little bit, you know, just a little piece of the road uh, you know, on these journeys and, and, you know, we're so humbled and blessed by it all. And it, it, we just keep doing it. We can't help it. We love what we do and and we love the people we get to meet and the people we get to do it with. And, and, you know, we've made some amazing friends over the last three years, uh, you know, uh, since we got started, you know, we wouldn't be here with you if it wasn't for the show and, and, and the hard work that, that you were doing and, and that, and that we try to do. So it is just a lot of time, um, that it's passed in and it feels like a very short time because we've just made so many great friends and uh no matter how long it is between visits it always feels like old home day and it feels just like yesterday that it all came to fruition it doesn't feel like three years have passed that we no, it really doesn't hung out i know it really doesn't and uh it, you know every uh you know it is every new event, every new interview that we do is a new friend that we've made. And um, we try to stay in touch with as many as, as, as possible and, and, you know, follow the careers and the, and the new creativity and the things that are happening um, in our community. And uh, it's just, it it does, you said time flies because we're having fun and we're having a blast. at a table at the Indian uh, Indian River County Mall because I'm going to be there and there's some tables we, available. Well, we will be there. We, uh, we've been scheduled for the Authors in a Box event uh, for about six months now and we are Yay. very excited to get down there and, and to talk to some of our authors, to reconnect with some authors that we already know and uh, we just you know, Joanne reached out to us, uh, you know, months ago uh, when she started organizing it, and uh, and we were happy to jump on board. We can't wait to interview some fantastic uh, authors down there. Um, we I did can't wait to see last y'all. Year. Yeah, we did Authors in the Box last year. Uh, this time of year, we did it at the when it was at the Melbourne Square Mall with uh, Jamie Engel, and uh, it was an amazing event, and it's a great opportunity uh, for authors, because, you know, we spend so much time at our keyboards and in our heads creating, 
uh, oftentimes we forget that, that there's another side. There's a business side. There's a sales side. There's an opportunity to talk to readers out there. And being in the mall at Christmas time, you get you know so many people walking by and so many people to talk to and to share your work with. And uh, again, we're we're excited to be there. We're excited to show off the show a little bit and and our growth. And and we're excited to spend some time with some amazing creative artists. We really are. Uh, there's some fantastic writers that are going to be there, and we're really really excited. I can't wait to see y'all. It's been way too long. Yeah, because I'm gonna. Yeah, it had, yeah. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be old home day down there too. We've got some some great friends down there uh, that are gonna be there. Uh, uh, good friends of yours and ours, uh, the And I Thought ladies are gonna be there. Uh, we're Yay! looking forward to seeing them again. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, and I mean, there's just you know all kinds of of great authors that are gonna be there. Uh, Marlena Potts, the author of um the uh Miller's uh Miller's View series uh who we we met a couple of years ago when we first like I think it was like our third show we met Marlena um at uh at an author event right here in Melbourne and she's going to be down there too so it's going to be old home day for us we're we're excited Are you going to be at the event um in April in um Melbourne with the Authors for Authors uh, I'm not sure yet. We uh, Authors for Authors is a great organization. Uh, uh, Valerie uh, Valerie Allen uh, is is a fantastic uh, organizer. Um, we have been gathering our schedule for 2019, and uh, we've we've got at least two events a month all the way through 2019. So I'm not sure what's on it and what's not. I know next spring we're going to be here at Space Coast Book Lovers again, um, organized by Terry D. Edney and author Robbie Cox and, and their wonderful family. Uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not dates. I, I know you know what I'm talking about, Yvonne. When I tell mm-hmm. you dates, just kind of get away from me. Uh, well, keep you know, it keep it in the next. keep it in the back of your mind. I will be speaking at that event. Oh, fantastic! That's why we I was would asking. Love to- well, yeah, I mean, it's right here in town. So if nothing else, we'll be there just to hear you talk. There you and go. Have lunch. That's right. That would be that's that right. Would well, be you know, we tell we tell we tell all our authors the same thing when it comes to different events around town. Uh, people ask us all the time, "Are you guys going to be covering this event, or are you going to be covering that event?" And my answer is always the same: uh, Please ask event organizers if we're going to be there. Uh, the more of the more they hear uh, pe- their their authors and people asking for us, the better the chances that we're going to get in. <laughs> well, the thing is, if oh. if you come and you hear me speak, I just had an epiphany which would help you and me tremendously. You could record oh, it yeah. and put it on your show. I could do that. That's that's See? what we do. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. That Wouldn't would be, be amazing? fantastic. Yeah. You know, this is the first chance we've had to, to kind of chat, uh, you know, since we all got together uh, down in Port St. Lucie. And I just, I, you know, from all of us here, the girls and I are here, both, all of us are on the line, and we just want to know how you're doing. How you doing there? Do you want the truth or do you want the lie? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't, why don't we go ahead and we'll let the world in on, on, on the good news and on the truth. How you doing, honey? Like shit. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's yep. a hard. This is a hard time, you know, to go through, and we just want you to know that we're here and we're with you uh, every step of the way. And you know, reach out and make a phone call or send a message anytime you want to. And you I know, may we're, show we're up in Melbourne for- one day. You don't ever know about me. 
I know, I know. You get, yeah. What, but you're what's welcome. really, what's really hard is when I finish a show and I go back in the living room and and he was always in his chair and he'd say, "How was your show? Who'd you interview? What'd y'all talk about?" Because I'm always coming out of the show, out of the studio, smiling, and I would tell him. And then I say, you remember Garrett and Sage and, and Deanna? Well, that, they were on my show tonight, and we talked about you, and we talked about this, and we talked about them. But I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it, You know, losing a loved one like that and, and somebody so close uh, as your husband is, is, it leaves such a hole. And, yeah. and, and when people say when people say that, I think oftentimes they think of uh, – some kind of a metaphor, you know, for how you're just how you're feeling, but it does, it leaves an empty space in your house. It leaves an empty space uh-huh. in your life. That, that time that was spent, um, you know, sharing memories and sharing moments. And, and those holes are just as hard to fill as the one that's in your heart. Sometimes I don't because think they'll it, ever it, be filled. It is. It's a hard, hard thing to go through. And, and, you know, from all of us here at the show and, and, and all of, you know, it, it, the wonderful thing about the community that we built together with you and, and so many other great authors is that it's a big family and, yeah. uh, and your family, honey, and, and, and anything you need, please reach out and let us know. We, we do, we do want to know how you're doing and we want to know you're doing well. We can't wait to see you up the road at Indian river. So that's going to be, that's going to be a good time. We're going to sit, we're going to laugh. We're going to have a great time. And uh, maybe we'll even sell some books. How, how do you like that? <laughs> hey, that would work. Speaking of books, That'll work. let's, Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about your books, because I hope you're bringing some books to Indian River. I uh, We've got some books on order. We hope to be bringing down there. We'll see if they, if they make it in in time, but we do have a case of each uh, of each book on order, and I'll be happy to talk about it. And if not, we'll have, we'll have little cards to hand out so people can go online and grab theirs there. So All after right, the so break, though, we'll talk a little bit about it. We'll be right back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with one of the most amazing friends that I have the honor to call friend, Garrett Pominster, with Sage and Deanna also on the line. These people, to meet them is to love them. We will be right back. Best-selling and award-winning author of true crime and crime fiction, Yvonne Mason is back with a brand-new book, The Pink Canary a book that delves into the life of a drag queen and a marvelous whodunit. You can find this and all of Yvonne's other works on Amazon.com or find Yvonne Mason on Facebook and Twitter. You're gonna kill me. Buy your copy of Pink Canary now. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Our horse is your new best friend. Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores or Visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. This is Jade. And this is Winona. Wow, it's been a busy summer. Yes, we have new books. I think we have a new audio book. 
And I Thought Divorce Was Bad with Other Life Lessons. Why is that title such a mouthful? I don't know, but you can hear that mouthful on Audible and on iTunes now. And that will take you through life changes, the highs and lows of it, through pop poetry and the literary life guide. So remember to check us out. And no, I don't mean a once over, but then my narcissism said, well, maybe check me out once. And then look at the rest of the website at andrethought.com. You can check out the podcast and the YouTube channel and everything that we're doing on that website, andwethought.com, just because you didn't get it the first time. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to say bye from Winona and Jade and our website. Okay, is this going to be like a running gag? Yup. Andwethought.com. Bye-bye. Tune in to Off the Chain Radio, December 5th, to meet the founders of Be Unique Magazine, a nonprofit, digital, interactive publication that's free to read online. Nothing but positive vibes and stories about amazing humans who are making a difference in our world. With more than 50 volunteers from a dozen different countries within the first three months, this organization has caught the world by storm. Want more information? Visit BeUnique.org. B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Germany, 1938. Charlotte, a young girl of 15, wanders into Georg's cobbler's shop to have her shoes repaired. Georg, enamored by Charlotte's charm and grace, decides then and there that he's going to marry her. But they must keep their love a secret from family, friends, and, most importantly, the Nazis. Follow along as Georg's pursuit of the young Charlotte results in the couple traveling a heart-stopping, winding route to stay one step ahead of the Gestapo in their escape from Nazi Germany, with a surprising twist along the way. If you like history and romance, don't miss Good Things Always Happen in Springtime by Joanne Fisher. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. Juliana is a middle-aged housewife in Toronto with a career, a husband that has little interest in her well-being, and three children. In the evenings, she gets on her computer and chats with people around the world. When she gets involved with Aaron and Bobby, her life becomes a pinball, bouncing around her husband, her job, her children, and her two online friends. She's bewitched by the romantic poetry of Aaron, but the honesty and kindness of Bobby bring her all the way to California. Watch for the ironic twist of fate that takes her in a direction she never expected. If you like spicy romances, don't miss With All of Me by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Fiore is a young Italian woman engaged to be married, but her plans are interrupted by a charismatic Sebastian, a handsome middle-aged Spanish businessman. Her beauty strikes him like a thunderbolt sent by the goddess Venus herself. When she's given a peculiar gift, a Spanish doll, she's thrown into a whirlwind of entangled passion, money, secrets, and love. Their romance sparks in a charming little Italian town located on the southern part of Lake Garda in northern Italy and takes them around the globe. What happens when her life is suddenly shattered by a lifelong secret? 
Her Spanish doll will bring you to a caliente Spain and a romantic Italy, adding some spice along the way. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest author and host of Hanging with the Web Show, Garrett Pomminster. So, Garrett, let's talk about your books. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I don't know where to begin. Uh, my my first book, which is doing very well right now, is uh, Lucky, which is a uh, classic crime noir story. Um, with a little bit of a twist, uh, I wanted to tell the story, an origin story, if you will. I wanted to tell the story of, you know, how those classic uh, noir detectives, the, right out of a Raymond Chandler novel, um, become those jaded noir detectives. And so we uh, we told the story of young Will Marks and and his journey into uh, from being a young, uh, innocent, naive. Uh, uh, rookie police officer into becoming the jaded uh, detective noir that we all know and love right out of a uh, Philip Marlowe or Sam Spade. Um, and uh, that's doing really well. As a matter of fact, we are in uh, talks with California uh, with the screenplay and it looks like uh, we have a, are pretty close to a deal where uh, lucky will be made into a movie uh, sometime next year. So Sweet. we're excited about that. Yeah. And uh and, you know, then I have there's the Lucky March series. Uh, Lucky is the first one. The second one is Lot 28, which takes place uh, as what uh, they call a bottle mystery. Uh, you lock everybody into one room and see how things happen, kind of like uh, an Agatha Christie um, uh, a murder on the Orient Express kind of thing. Um, and it takes place in a Hollywood studio. So what we like to tell people is we have put Lucky up against the most deceitful creatures on earth, movie stars. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we, have the, we have the first in what will be a series of five short stories uh, that are the Lucky Marks case files. The first is The Philandering Fella. Um, and the great thing about the Lucky series is that I didn't want to create another Sherlock Holmes. I didn't want to create another uh, uh, Sam Spade or Philip Marlowe. I really wanted to do something a little bit different. And so Lucky's name uh, – uh, if you read the first book, you find out where he got his nickname, Lucky. Um, but really, it applies to his crime solving. He is not the best detective in the world. He's not Sherlock Holmes. And many, many times, he gets lucky and finds the answers to a case um, sheer, through sheer dumb luck. And uh, and we, we enjoy that. We get to play with a lot of tongue-in-cheek uh, references to periods. Uh, the first book takes place... Uh, in post-World War II uh, Los Angeles. The second uh, book takes place in, in the 1950s, the sort of the age of innocence. Um, and then, uh, and then the, the, uh, the Lucky Marks case files will take place between the two books. Uh, and they'll wrap up some of the loose ends that are left in Lucky and, and not dealt with in, in Lot 28 and things like that. So uh, that series is currently available on Amazon and, uh, and Apple Books, as well as uh, Nook and Kobo and all of the great digital bookstores that are online. Um, and then my, my latest uh, fiction is Yesterday's Tomorrow, which is a near future alternative, uh, alternative future um, story that takes place after an EMP or an electromagnetic pulse 
uh, happens over the east coast of the United States and basically takes out the power from Maine to Miami. Um, and it deals with the after effects, not on a global level of the, the geopolitics and, the, and those things, but on a local level. It looks into the lives of two families and how they deal with living uh, in a new reality um, for, for a longer period of time. You know, we, we're, we live in Florida. We know what it's like when the power goes out, when things go off in a hurricane. Um, but what if that were to happen for a year or more? at a time. And so it, it's dealing with the new reality. And it's really a, a story that's about family and community and finding the ties that used to bind us together before our electronic lives um, existed. So, you know, I always hear these stories, these great stories about, um, you know, these dystopian futures or, or anything right up to the zombie apocalypse. And when all these things happen, they happen worldwide and there's no hope. Um, if you're trapped in the walking dead, um, really survival is the best you can do. You're just waiting to die. Um, and I think the human race has survived an awful lot of things. And I thought it would be great to tell a story about what we do in the, in the moments in between when the power goes out. It, we, it's not like we've not lived with that there. The human beings have been on this planet for a million years. We've only had power for about a hundred years. So I think we could probably survive it. The question is, how would we survive it? And would we get back to the basics, um, you know, that, where we came from? Uh, and uh, I think the best scene I can describe to anybody from yesterday's tomorrow is a later scene in the book um, where one of my characters is, it, it's after the event. It's after, it's, it's mostly all over. And the company, the great company that they are, Apple, is sending out iPhones to all of the people who um, have lost their phones over the last year through this EMP. And so the mailman comes up and he delivers the Apple phone uh, to the family. But about an hour beforehand, the, 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 the father's son had made it home from being gone through the entire thing and brought a basket of fresh apples from upstate New York. And so the father has to choose one apple over the other. Because, you know, when we get our new phones in the mail or we go to the store, we spend all day long setting it up, you know, getting our email, getting our Facebook, getting all those things. And so he's got to choose between his new Apple phone or a simple fresh apple that was given to him by his son. And of course he chooses the apple because things are different now. So mm -hmm. that's the message. In that's the, that's the message in yesterday's tomorrow. Um, and of course it all started uh, when I got a chance to write uh, what I knew. I worked in uh, local politics for about 10 years. And so my very first book is a how to manual. It is a how to political campaign manual. It tells, people who want to run for city council, people who want to run for state house or state senate or, or higher office. Uh, it teaches them what they need to know to start hitting the streets and, and, and getting their message heard. Um, it's not, a, it's not a, a Democrat book or a Republican book. It is a how-to book. It is, it is to teach citizens how political campaigns work and how to organize them in a way, uh, you know, I tell everybody up front, um, this book, if, if your message isn't good, if it doesn't resonate, if it's not what people are looking for, then it's, this book is, is not your ticket to win no matter what. This is your ticket to understanding how the system works so that you can be a more active participant in it. My, my first boss was Congressman Bill Posey, who taught me uh, way back then um, that there is no such thing as the perfect campaign. Uh, he who makes the fewest mistakes wins. And so this is a book to try to help uh, citizens who want to participate in America's advanced citizenship um, to help them make the fewest mistakes. 
And that's my whole career in a nutshell, and it took way too little time. I think I need <laughs> and, to write. And, and, and <laughs> believe it or not, that is just one more reason that you and my husband would have gotten along famously, other than knowing me, is he also <laughs> ran political campaigns for years. He had presidents elected, governors, senators, congressmen, local people, uh, police chiefs, mayors, and he it is, didn't. He did not lose elections because he knew what to do, just like you did. You and it, you know, I, and I tell people all the time, I've lost a few and I've won most, but it is, uh, it's truly, uh, it, it was an honor to serve in that capacity to work with so many fantastic people. I worked with the Florida House and the Florida Senate, all the way through with congressmen and senators and the governor's office and. It truly was uh, an education and a great time uh, in my life, and um, it is an experience. I, I encourage young people to get out there and get involved at least at least once, because you know one of the things that makes our nation and 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 this tiny part of the world so special is the notion that it's it's not just citizenship; it's advanced citizenship. It is, mm-hmm. it is there's an opportunity for everyone to participate whether it's at the ballot box or it's walking door to door or waving a sign or stuffing an envelope, there's something for everyone to do to participate uh, in our system. And, and it's, it's a, it's, it's a wondrous, we live in amazing times and an amazing place. And we, we can get confused. We turn on CNN, we turn on the news, we see all the back and forth. We see what looks to be a very divisive rhetoric. And it's hard, I think, for some people to imagine that, not only can you make a difference with your vote, but you can make a difference in so many other ways just by picking up the phone and calling your local campaign office and saying, how can I help? How can I get involved? And it, it, it's, it's, the, most, it, it's a, the most amazing privilege that the American people have is the ability to affect change in their communities, in their states, in their nation, and ultimately throughout the world. And I think if if people would get involved in campaigns and would get out there and see exactly what it takes and the hard work that both sides put into winning an election, maybe they would be a little bit kinder in the news and their homes, having, having discourse with others, even though they may or may not agree. Because it's a job. I've done it. It's all about it. Really is. Um, you know, we we try to tell people when we when we have the opportunity. We always try to tell people. I've, I've had the good fortune to work beside some amazing Republicans, some amazing Democrats. Um, I, I would like to tell everyone. I've I, I've never met an evil Democrat. I've never met an evil Republican. I I these are people who truly believe in service and in serving the people uh, who elect them and in serving the communities they come from. And they may disagree on how to do that best, but at the end of the day, this is a career that requires uh, a great deal of passion and a great deal of empathy for the communities. And so every one of them out there that's walking door to door, handing out uh, palm cards and push cards, handing out, uh, you know, holding a sign in their hand, uh, or out there right now, now that the elections are over, they're up there serving uh, somewhere, whether it's on your city council or your state house. 
these are very passionate people. They're very driven people, and uh, and and they're there to serve you, and they want to serve you. So, um, you know, it, it's again, it's something that I encourage everybody get involved, get to know, because these are people just like you and I. There, there's there's nothing superhuman about a president or a governor or a mayor. They are just people just like you and I. Um, you know, and then, of course, you know, after I did that, we came and I worked in, as a journalist for uh, Hometown News here in Brevard County for several years. I penned over 400 byline stories for the newspaper, and, um, and that really led me to my current career where I could take my passion for the arts and entertainment industry and, we, and found the Hanging With Web Show where we can tell the stories of, of the storytellers, musicians and artists and authors and filmmakers and the people who – and, and, and the people who tell the stories of our lives in art. And that's, you know, I'm, I love what I do. I tell people all the time, just as passionate now as I was back in those early political days. I'm very passionate because at the end of the day, it's not going to be the president. It's not going to be the mayor that are, that's going to change the world. It's going to be the artist, just like it was Amen. in the Renaissance, and just, like it's, just like it's been ever since, because the artist is going to tell the truth uh, and he's going to tell it in a passionate way. And that's what that's what we love to cover. Now, speaking of art, I understand of late that you uh, we're going to let everybody on the radio know out there on Off the Chain Radio. We're going to let everybody know. I understand that you've been branching out into some paintings, and we've been catching those yes. online. Um, wow! First of all, we had no idea you had so much visual uh, art talent. Your stuff is amazing. And so how's that going for you? How's that going? Well, it's, it's, I sold my first painting day before yesterday. It went out yesterday. I sold three prints today. Um, and I finished two other pictures today. And it's, it's, my mother was a wonderful artist. She didn't think she was good enough. She, she could paint anything and, I always wanted to to paint because I see things in my head. And when I was in school, the teacher said, Yvonne, you're not that good. You probably just forget art because my vision of art and their vision of art is like my vision of writing and their vision of writing. It's oil and water. So I didn't I didn't <laughs> do any art at all. <laughs> I just put it aside like I did the writing. And for some reason, I started taking a painting class to force myself to get out of the house. And I found out I could paint. And I said, okay, I can do this. And I figured, and people were saying, Yvonne, you need to sell your work. I want to buy this piece. Well, after the third person told me that, I'm thinking, that's like being called a jackass by three different people. You pretty well know you're a jackass. And if three people said, you need to sell your art, I'm thinking, okay, we'll throw it out there. If nobody buys it, it doesn't matter to me. I'll still have it. My kids will love it. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that is uh, such an important part of an artist's journey is the, is the day that you decide that it won't hurt to see if somebody's interested. Right. Um, you know, it's the hardest thing to do is to take that thing that you poured your passion and your love into and put it out there uh, for someone to see. Uh, I know, you know, when I per- put my first book out there on the shelves, I, I sat there every day and checked my royalty reports and my hands were shaking and because do people really like this or not? And it took a long time for me to come to the realization that, you know what, it doesn't matter if they like it or if they don't like it because I'm still going to do it. It's, you know, if you're, if you're an artist, if you're a writer, if you're a painter, if you're a creative artist, 
It's in you. You have to do it. And so we're going to do it anyway. We might as well try to make a few dollars while we're doing it. Well, and and my husband made me promise that I would stay active and that he I would not do what he knew I would do if I didn't make him those promises. So that's what I've done. I haven't written in two years, but I have to tell you, last night when I was talking to Julie Morgan, and she said hi, by the way. Um, yes. We were we were talking about vampires and drag queens. How, oh, the way we got on the drag queen thing was she said that her vampires were running around like vampire Daffy Ducks. Well, that visual came into my head, and after the show was over, people were. And then we got to talking about Bugs Bunny being in drag as a as a vampire. And after the show, people were sending us drawings of all this. So I know people listen to the show. Uh-huh. But in the in the middle of all that, I had an inspiration for a new book with three returning characters, and I How haven't wonderful. had I haven't had writing inspiration in two years because I've been a little busy. It, it is it is it is always uh, the uh, one of uh, our dear friends is an artist and said you know uh, how do you get over writer's block? And I said you write. And I had a painter say to me, well, I'm, I'm feeling very blocked, and, I, and I'm not coming up with any painting. And he said, how do I get over that? And I said to him, you paint. You paint the worst thing you've ever painted in your life, the worst tripe you can possibly imagine, and you just keep painting and you keep painting and you keep painting until the artist inside of you gets so angry about the crap that you're painting that he takes over and, and paints something wonderful. And sure enough... Uh, that same artist I saw at another event not long afterwards, and he came up to me and he said, thank you for that. He said, I just painted, and I painted, and I painted until all of a sudden I got this. And he showed me the work that he was doing, and it was absolutely gorgeous. It was amazing. It was it was some of the best art he's ever done. And he said, you know, I didn't think this was left in me. And I said, sometimes you just have to take that artist that lives in the back of your mind and piss him off. Yes. And when you do that, he takes over. <laughs> well, and, and, and so very similar. I, I had to I had to shift gears in my sidekick and in my mind because my mind stayed on that one track of taking care of my husband. Everything that I did was about him from the time I got up until way after I went to bed, and and there was no room for anything else. So when I paint now, it's my mind calms, and the stories come. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is. And I know Julie's uh, Julie's been busy herself. She's got a new uh, vampire harem novel coming out yes. uh, early in November. Yeah, the human and her vampires. No, that uh, one's out. She's got that. that one's out. Oh, that one's out. The one, and then the new one's the coming one out on the thirteenth. The one that's coming out is the succubus and her vampires. Oh, the succubus and her oh, fantastic! That's right because the the. Uh, the vampire harem, the first one, we is the one that we had on the show not long ago. Yeah. Yes. So yes. the visitor vampires is coming out November thirteenth, and so we we are we are are cheering for Julie Morgan, hoping she gets another uh, her another great success in her vampires, the hot vampire romance novels. I'll tell you. Oh, she, uh, she Sage, she's a mess. Sage, Sage did a uh, teaser for. Um, the last vampire novel, the vampire harem novel, and uh, we had to, we she we had so much fun recording the teaser, 
because she just had to come up with the most sultry, sexy voice she could find. <laughs> and it was so much, it was just so much fun to do. Uh, you know, it, you know, we, it is, it's great when we talk to you on the show and, and we talk to our other authors. One of the great things is, is, is the best thing about what we do is that there's a community to throw ideas off of, to talk about crazy vampire rabbits on the air and to just to, to <laughs> throw these things against the wall. It's, it's, uh, it is what, uh, I think I, I had an art teacher once that called it spaghetti art. It's where you just keep throwing things against the wall until you see what sticks. And, 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 the, we visuals have a great... are hist- and the visuals are hysterical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, uh, you had said before that uh, Jackie told you to stay busy, and so you've uh-huh. been doing art. And so we know talking to Julie, you cooking up some ideas. But, you know, he was a little more specific than that, as I recall. He said to make sure that you stayed up with your writing. And so yes. now that you've got that idea, are you ready to sit at the keyboard? I, I'm I'm fleshing out it how it's going to be. The the voices awakened. There are three occurring characters. The the pink canary that I just did the ad for. There are three characters in that book. There's Lola who owns the pink canary. There's Penelope who is the comedic routine in the pink canary. And there's Vicky Lane. Now, Vicky Lane and Penelope are real people. Vicky Lane is a drag queen. She is out of Quebec. She used to be in New York. And she helped me with that uh-huh. book. Penelope is my friend Peter Fondura. And he is funny, funny, funny. He, he is gay, and he can dress up and drag as good as the rest of them. And he's a drama queen. And so he's oh, nice. Oh, he's hysterical. I love him. So he fits not fitted nicely in the book. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take those three characters, because I am going to New Orleans in January to the quarter. I am taking those three characters to New Orleans to look at opening up a new club. But as always with Lola, murder follows. Oh, my. Oh, my. Wonderful. How wonderful! So, now, I'm looking forward to that read. See, I, I'm. You have your first book ready to be sold as soon as you hit publish, because okay. I am looking forward to it. Absolutely, it, that is fantastic. It, it's. I have. Yeah. I don't have a working title yet, but they, they are. They are going on one more. Knowing those three, there's no telling where they will wind up because there's also a detective called O'Leary. He's a Key West detective, and he was a New York City detective, and he moved to Key West right after Lola did, only Lola didn't know it until there was a body in the alley next to the club in Key West, and O'Leary shows up. Well, he's going to somehow wind up in New Orleans because where Lola goes, O'Leary goes. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. It really is. You know, I have a dear friend I went to school with many, many years ago uh, who happens to be a South Florida drag queen. And uh, we, we talk online on, on Facebook all the time. And I was, I, you know, I get to, to share, you know, great stories and hear some of his amazing stories. His journey has just been uh, crazy amazing. Uh, on Facebook, uh, they, people can find him at Kitty Meow. Is his, uh, mm. is his drag, uh, and 
and he is he is one I guess one of the top uh, drag queens in South Florida. In fact, I was one of our uh, most recent sponsors in, in the Embellish Effects Makeup Shop in uh, Orlando, Florida, and we were in there talking to them uh, because they service a great num- a great part of the uh, drag community. And I, I happened to mention Sean uh, to them and, and and his stage name, and and they said, "Oh yes, we know Kitty very well." And I thought, "Oh, I feel like that." Uh, the circles we travel in is just amazing. But um, we, we we're loving this, and I know. Um, so the um, wow, you know, it was interesting though. We're actually uh, set to possibly be in New Orleans in early January ourselves. We're uh, really? we're waiting to hear. We are planning on going to Wizard World uh, convention up there uh, in early January. So we uh, we're expected to know that by early December, and so. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to that trip too. We've got, we've got a pretty busy schedule, even the rest of this year to fill out. We're, um, we are headed to authors in a box with you on uh, December 8th in Indian river at the, at the mall. Um, on December 12th, we will be in Tampa at the silver screen short film festival, talking to some filmmakers on December 15th. We're hosting our own uh, media day at pound the grape in the Melbourne square mall. Uh, where we've got about 12 hours of interviews already set up. Wow. Where we're going to be on stage at Pound the Grape in the mall, uh, and we're going to be doing interviews uh, for, for the bulk of that day. And we're going to be uh, partnering with our great friends at the Brevard Film and Talent uh, Group, who is coming in to help film for us that day. So we're going to be doing some really unique things uh, that are going to help us kind of uh, expand the show and how we film and how we shoot. So, and then in January we start the Brevard County uh, circuit with the Brevard County Renaissance Fair, uh, which those are always so much fun, and we meet so many artistic people there. And then in February we're headed to uh, Bartow, Florida, over in the middle of the state for Sci-Fi Bartow, which is an entire day. It's a street festival instead of a convention. It's a street festival, and it and the theme this year is steampunk. So there's a lot of clockworks and steam engines, and it's going to be a great uh, day to spend out in, in Bartow. And there's just so much more scheduled for 2019. But, yeah, we're going to be in New Orleans for uh, hopefully for Wizard World and uh, be right down there in the quarter, and we're very excited about that. I haven't been in New Orleans, I don't think, in 20 years, and I look forward to going back. It was, it well, was fun the first time. I wasn't going to go because I don't do New Orleans in the wintertime because it's so cold, but I got a Mm -hmm. message from my husband and no uncertain terms. Now I have to go because I was traveling to Tampa with a friend of mine and there was music playing on her iPod. And after the third song, I said, did you download all these songs? She said, maybe one, but not all of them. Why? I said, those are the same songs in the same order that was on Jack's video. Oh, wow. Yes. So then we get to the, the Senate meeting we're going to, and, and everybody's trying to get me to go to New Orleans. I said, I'm not going to New Orleans in the wintertime. Number one, the hotel's full. They said, no, I didn't. One of the girls says, I've got a room we're not using. I said, I'm not going to New Orleans in the wintertime. Friday morning, <laughs> I get up, and I take, go to my phone just to see if I've got any music on there because I was going to listen to some. The same four songs in the same order came up. I did not download those songs. Wow. I said, okay, I'll go wow. to New Orleans. That, yeah, that's it. That, yeah, that's it. You can't argue with that. That is, uh, yeah. yeah, that is the that is the universe sending you a very loud and clear message. 
Um, Message so, received. That's it. That is yeah. It it you know we exciting times are coming up ahead and and you know we're we're looking forward to it and we're looking forward to to being a part of your next steps on your journey, Yvonne. I'll tell you, it's it's been a good time and and through good times and bad times, it's been an excellent friendship and we we think of you often here at the show. Thank you. Well, You're guess very what? Well. Our, our hour is almost up. Again. Again. I don't know how. They, I think they speed the clock up when you and I start talking. <laughs> yes. Tell the folks where you can be found. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, everybody on the World Wide Web, you can find us at www.hangingwithshow.com. You can also find us on Facebook. That's Facebook forward slash Hanging With Web Show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, which is the at symbol and Hanging With Show. We're on Instagram at Hanging With Web Show, or you could just Google Hanging H A N G I N with Web Show uh, and see what pops up. Because I think the first six or seven pages is all the Hanging With Web Show. Uh, we've done really good at, at getting ourselves out there. We are, are approaching a mile marker on our YouTube channel, which you can search Hanging With Web Show on YouTube. We are about to hit 10,000 regular subscribers on our YouTube Yay. channel, and we're very excited about that. Um, our artists and our authors and our filmmakers, our creative minds of all kinds, are being seen and heard all over YouTube, and, and it's, it is so rewarding to see their success stories um, and, and stay in touch and see their journeys. Um, we're everywhere on social media. Uh, you can look me up, uh, GW Pometer, uh on Facebook and find out new information about books and things like that. And also check out the Hanging With Web Show Facebook page and find one of our great featured artists and authors uh, and buy a book, buy a piece of art, buy a CD, uh, support local independent artists um, because that's where art comes from. It is, you know, in, in a world with, increasing, with an increasing number of corporate art uh, manufacturers, the independent artist is, is, the, is the last true bastion of, of independence in the arts and uh, the Hanging Blue Web Show, we are trying to do our part to keep that community alive. So buy a new book, uh, buy a new CD from an indie musician, buy a DVD from an indie filmmaker, uh, or check out my, I'm real excited before we wrap it up. I'm really excited to announce that uh, this month, uh, my brother uh, and our partner here at the Hanging Blue Web Show, James Pometer has just released to amazon.com. Uh, his latest short film, Hollywood Girl, The Peg Entwistle Story, uh, which is now on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can and check I that out. To, and I have, it to, I have it to watch on my Prime. Outstanding. I love that. It is a wonderful film. It is terrifically well made and brings some tissues because it's a tearjerker. And, oh, uh, yes. And, and you know, <laughs> Uh, I, I, I love my baby brother, and I'm doing amazing things out there uh, with his film career. Uh, this is a story that I was privileged enough to be in the theater when it was screened here in Melbourne at the Melbourne Independent Filmmaker Festival. And uh, I wa- now, the, the Peg Intimals story, everyone, I, well, most folks know the ending. Peg, 
Garrett, hold on because they're gonna they're gonna take us off the air in a minute, but we're gonna continue this oh, okay. in the archive. So hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, Absolutely. this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. Join us again tomorrow night at eight o'clock Eastern Time when the end I thought ladies will be here. I wanna thank author and host of Hanging with Web Show, Garrett Parminster for being a guest tonight. Time flies best he's on the show. So if so we will be talking in a few minutes as the show goes into archives. So if you want to hear the rest of it, join us. Until then, we wish you a good night. Okay, now the lady commits suicide. Hello, the lady commits suicide. This is going to show up in yeah, the archive right. show, so they'll have to listen to the rest of the show once we get off the air. They'll have to listen to all this. She commits suicide. Yeah, it, that it, it is a it is a that's a true story. Uh, Peg Entwistle jumped off the Hollywood sign in the 1930s. Um, there is actually a very popular sort of ghost story in L.A. that when you walk up near the Hollywood sign, you can smell her perfume and 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 you can hear the sound of her on the wind. And it is it's a it's a very popular story. Uh, now that being said, uh, there were moments in the movie theater. Uh, when I was sitting watching and I was, I had already seen the film and I was watching to see what it looked like on the big screen, but I was also watching the audience. And there were several moments in the theater when I watched the entire audience gasp. Um, or I heard people behind me going, no, no, don't. And I thought, that's an amazing tribute to James's filmmaking ability that you know, the yes. ending, you know what's going to happen. And yet you're still there. You're still rooting. You're still emotionally invested in the story. And that speaks to what an incredibly well-made film uh, this is. Uh, my brother's company, Arcane Pacific Entertainment, my sister-in-law, uh, who not only played a small role in the film, but who helped produce it, uh, Veronica Bariga. And, of course, the actress who brought Peg Entwistle back to life on screen, Laura Lingori, who is just I, I, I can't say enough about Laura. She is a star to watch for. She is rising, and um, I look forward to seeing her in many, many more projects. Um, she just delivered a, such a superb performance that she really brought Peg Entwistle to life for the new millennium, for the new audience. Um, you know, Peg had a, a meteoric rise to fame in Hollywood and then a devastating fall when – her big shot uh, essentially was cut down to a single scene. She she played a, a, a very pivotal role in the the film, uh, the Robert O'Sullivan film, uh, uh, Twelve uh, Women, and or Thirteen Women, excuse me. And uh, they all of her scenes except for one were cut out of the film. And so uh, she was terrified of. of you know, ending up in obscurity. She had been a very, very famous New York Broadway actress, and uh, and her big shot in Hollywood seemed to be falling apart. So it's an amazing story, and Laura Liguori pulls up a, a fantastic performance. And so I can't say enough great things about Hollywood Girl. I hope you will check it out on Amazon Prime. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're like, like as you said at the beginning of the show, we, we are staying as busy as a person is able to stay. And... Uh, in in my mind, I tell people all the time, I'm, we're living the dream because this is this is everything that you know we had hoped that it would be, and and so so much more. 
that's what happens when good people do good things and they share the emotional, mental wealth with others. I, I do. I believe that so much. I do. I believe that, you know, you, you get back, uh, you know, so much of what you give off. And, and you know, I, I, a thousand times I, I must tell people that, you know, truly I do feel so blessed and so privileged to be able to do what I do and to be able to share in the, the artistic journeys of so many fantastic creative artists. And I, I, I see people look at me like I'm campy or corny. And, I, and I, I can't say loud enough, if you don't believe what you're doing, you can't do it well. And, uh-uh. and so we really, truly do strive every day to just be one small rung on, on what we hope will be a grand ladder for our creative artists. And, you know, that, that to me, just knowing that we were there, that we gave them a foothold, that we did something positive is uh, it, it's worth more to me than any anything else that I could do, uh, it just, it makes me feel uh, so much more a part of the world that we live in, and it's uh, it's an, it's a, again su- such an amazing time. And you know, I've had people tell me that they've been on talk shows and they've been on shows before, and it you know they do the interview and everything is over with, and they go on about their business, and and we just don't do business like that. We just don't believe in that that way of doing things. We, we truly, all of us here believe that every person that sits in the chair is a new friend waiting to happen. And we want, we want that relationship. We want to know what's going on in your lives and, and in your creativity. And, and, you know, that means, that means the bad as well as the good. That means the heartbreak as well as the, the triumphs. And, and, you know, that's, that's what makes us well-rounded human beings. And we want to be a part of that uh, and feel what it's like to be a part of a, a real growing and, and, and an incredible community. So, well, I, you know, we, I have we, to we, tell we, you, I have to tell you and Sage and Deanna this, that when y'all came all the way, now, ladies and gentlemen, they live an hour and a half north of me one way. They took time out of their Saturday, and these people are super, super busy. They took time out of their Saturday to come and spend that time for a two-and-a-half-hour service. You know that service was two-and-a-half hours long. You know, I, 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 I didn't know how long it lasted. I, it didn't feel like two-and-a-half hours. Uh, you know, I I really did – enjoy hearing all of the stories and all of the anecdotes and and I love hearing about how much Jack had touched the lives of the people you know that he, that he surrounded himself with it was an amazing thing it was a wonderful tribute to his life um and and to hear the family and to hear you all speak and to hear what an amazing you know part of your family Jack was it was um it was remarkable. It was humbling. It was something to strive for. Um, I mean that sincerely because not 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 everyone can leave a mark on the world around them the way Jack did. And if if, if there's any ambition that I have in life, it's to be able to live up to what I saw that day, and and to leave that kind of a mark on my community. And that's an amazing thing to see. 
And uh, and honestly, I will tell everybody out there on the air that's listening to the archives, um, I was paid handsomely for that trip. <laughs> I went two hours south. I went two hours south, and I got a hug from Yvonne Mason. Aww. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the best payment a body can ask for. That's thank you, darling. That You're that welcome. day. Well, I love you too. I have been planning <laughs> that service for five months because we both knew it was coming. Wow. And that, even down to the songs. Now, uh, two of the girls had a song, had two songs they wanted played, so I had those played too. But they they fit with what we were trying to say. And his harem is really his hair. You talk about the vampire and, I mean, the, the human and her harem. Well, Jack and his harem, ladies and gentlemen, was made up of 30 or more women. <laughs> and when we were putting that I, uh, together. I have to tell you, the one, I, and I have, I have since used the story many times, one of, I think, uh, the the moments of levity and one of the greatest moments in the in the uh, services was listening uh, to his dental hygienist. Yes, I, I love her. I, I, she's so wonderful, and she it was so lovely to have that moment of levity. And and again, it gave you a feel for Jack's personality and his sense of humor, and the way he was with people, whether they were close friends or mere acquaintances uh everyone that came into his presence felt like a friend and felt that their life was touched and she delivered that so so well uh i have since used that joke a thousand times uh and it's only been yes so i do think it, it was it was a remarkable day and as i said uh you know we we wanted to be there for you and it had been a while since we saw you and uh you know we were discussing it the morning of and we said you know we we really want to drive down there. We really have to drive down there. I, I want to give Ivana a hug, and I want to tell her, you know, that, you know, these things, you know, as as is written, these this this too shall pass. And I want her to know that uh, through it, and as it passes, and we will we will be there. And uh, and the girl said, "We're there. Let's go. Let's get in the car. Let's go." And uh, when we got in the car, Cosplay Michael said, "Where are we going, Dad?" And I told him, and. Uh, I told him what had happened, and he said, I'm very sad for Miss Yvonne. And I said, I know you are. I said, but, you know, today's a day to be happy because we're going to celebrate Jack's life, and today's a day we're going to get to see Miss Yvonne. And he said, that's going to be awesome, Daddy. And so we went down, and he was happy to get his hug, and we were happy to get ours. And and like I said, uh, listening to the stories and seeing the impact that Jack had uh, on the world around him, you know, gave us all something to strive for every single day. Well, and I want to know so have just, you ever been have you ever been to a a service where you got shots of Johnny Walker red? I was going to say, you know, uh I haven't. At least not that I can remember. <laughs> 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 no, uh and you know, I I looked at the girls and I said it's a, it's a terrible shame, you know, I stopped drinking 25 years ago. Um <laughs> but uh uh you know, if there was ever a day to start again, it would have been that day. And uh, what a, that's a pretty good deal right there. Uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a remarkable and remarkable event and, uh, and a great celebration and testament 
to you and to Jack and, and to the lives and, and, the, and the community that you built around you. I think that's an well, amazing he, thing. He could walk into the, into, he could walk or take his scooter into a room and just suck the entire oxygen out of the entire room. But he was humble. It, he was the most humble human being I've ever met besides my father. It, it is, that is a great gift. It is a great gift to, uh, to have that ability and to have that sense of, of humility to go with it. Um, you know, there, there, there are a good number of people who can, who can, you know, take over a room. Um, there are a great number of people who can know their place and know where they fit and, and not get a big head, but there aren't a great number of people who can do both. True. And, that's, and he could. That's a remarkable and he, and, and he, he was, could. And, that. and he was proud of me, and I was proud of him, and that's why we were so powerful and unstoppable. It truly, it truly is, you know, one of the, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, uh, I, I tell people all the time, sometimes things that seem cliche become cliche because they're true, because they're true over and over and over again. And they say behind every great man, there's a great woman. And they, and I'm sure they say the same about every great woman having a great man. And the truth Absolutely. is, I think if, if any of us are going to ever rise, to, to greatness, it is because of the phenomenal people we surround ourselves with. It, there, nobody, nobody stands taller than someone who stands on the shoulders of amazing people. And, and I, I know that you and Jack surrounded yourself with some of the absolutely most best people um, that you could. And, uh, you know, again, it's something that we strive for around here every day because, you know, I couldn't do what I do and I couldn't be any good at it without the amazing group of people that, that are around me and the artists like yourself uh, and the girls. I mean, without the girls, I, well, I couldn't do what I do because if I'm good at it, it's because they make me be good at it. They're phenomenal. And, uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, it is. It was. It was good to be down there and, and to see you. And, and uh, it'll be good to see you on the, uh, coming up here. Yep, uh, can't wait. On the, yeah, that's gonna. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That's a really great event. Um, I know. You know, last year's event was the first time up here at Melbourne, and uh, you know, some authors did real good. Some authors didn't do so good. I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, again, we're really good behind the keyboard. We're really good when you put us in our head. But when you throw us in the mall, surrounded by you know customers, readers, um, you know that there's a special gift there to trying to make sure that you reach out and make connections with those people that are walking by, and um, and so this is going to be a great event. This, this is the second one. Um, I hope it does really, really, really well um, because I I know our our artists are have worked hard to get their books ready. Um, we've got some on order. I don't know if they'll be here or not, but we've got some on order. And uh, hopefully so. But, uh, okay, baby, you getting ready to go in? Yeah, you I, I want to say hi to Miss Yvonne on the radio here? Where? Right here on the phone. Remember Miss Yvonne? She, she, we're on her radio show right now. Say hi, Cosplay Michael. Hi. Hi, yeah. sweetheart. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Good. All right. I can't yeah. wait to see you. He was helping co-host the Indie Music Spotlight earlier tonight. Wow. 
Yeah. So he's 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 be he's a regular rock star himself these days. We we you know, uh, I I tell most people all the time. Uh, you know, when we started this out, he was you know little Michael that was hanging out with author G W Pomacher, and now uh, Sage and Dina and myself. We are the entourage hanging out with Cosplay Michael. <laughs> He's the rock star. <laughs> what we're gonna yep. have to do what we're gonna have to do is one night bring him on the show and we'll interview him too. Oh my lord, he would love that. He Wouldn't that would be fun? absolutely love that. Oh yeah. So we'll, well you know we'll we set were, that up. We were absolutely. We were at uh, MegaCon in in uh, Tampa this last summer, and uh, we had a cosplayer set up to come and sit in the chair. And she's a young woman from Arizona. Uh, she is the Arizona Power Girl, and uh, she's an amazing cosplayer. And she came to the show and she got ready to sit down in the chair. And the girls were miking her up. And she looked at me and she said, "Well, do you mind if cosplay Michael sits in and he does the interview?" And I just wow. kind of listened, and I thought, wow, I, I just got fired from my own show. <laughs> and uh, and Cosplay Michael's taking over, and he did an amazing job. He he really did. He he asked all amazing questions, and he had his mom make him up some cue cards just like I've got, and uh, and he did a great job. So I know that he would love to come on and talk to you about his his journey and his cosplay and all the things he loves to do. And, we will uh, do that after the first of the year. I will set that up for February. Absolutely, he would love that. That would be fantastic. And, and with that, uh, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to end this and let you go and spend the rest of the evening with your family and give them all a big hug for me. I love all of you I so much. Will. I surely will. We love you too, and we will see you very, very soon. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Absolutely. Good night, sweetheart. You have a all right, you have a great night. Okay, big you too. Okay. Bye-bye.